1: Good morning, my name is Rob Daniels, and welcome to Visions in Sound. Now for those that may be joining me for the very first time, and after 21 years, I would hope you would have joined me more than once. Now for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions in Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week, right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 23 of 2021, And show number 1076, if you're keeping track that way. I am, you're vaccinated, at least around one, of uh, host tonight. As we celebrate 21 years of Visions in Sound. Where do I begin? June 9th, 2000. And I'll tell you, it was... It was a nervous day. I remember being, I remember being very nervous on that day. In any case, kind of maybe go back a little further. I'm not sure where he is right now. I believe he's at another radio station, but a a friend of mine named Paul Harriet started with a show called Advanced Warning and he allowed me on his show twice. We talked about Star Wars music. We talked about other music, other times as well, other soundtrack music. I also Oh yes, the second time was actually the I interviewed a couple of people for a film called The Nature of Reality. I remember that. That was uh, that was 2000, that was around 1999-2000. So yeah. I caught the bug, the radio bug as as they call it. And I was given a chance, well, given a chance to apply for a time slot. And I remember getting the call one day um you have a show at or you you're, you uh, we'd like to put you in at uh 3:45 to 5 p.m. And I thought to myself or sorry 3 yeah yeah. So yeah, I had the first time for the first time I had to kind of decide as to whether or not I was actually going to do this. I basically said, "Can I have a week to think about it?" He says if you'd have that tape, you take that week to think about it. The time slot won't be there. I jumped at it. I jumped at getting myself the, the time slot on, on an, the, another radio station, another campus and community radio station. I'll just say in that case, uh, one I've talked about over the years, and there's actually a documentary on line. If you look for, yeah, if you look for it, you'll find me in any case. So, starting in 2000 on June 9th, I had the opportunity to start this whole endeavor. The first show was actually uh, with uh, my co-host Scott Edward, who actually went on to uh, work at CBS Online in California, and is currently actually doing rather well considering the pandemic. And he decided we uh, we like we did the show together. Uh, for quite some time, for, well, maybe, I won't, I won't say a long time, maybe two months. And we had differing styles of humor. He wanted to go for the more wacky side of things. I was more into the more informational side of things. So for me, uh, I my show, so I took it in that direction. Scott was fine with that. He was off to, uh, to uh, La La Land to, uh, to do his thing and i'm glad and we still came in contact i texted him a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago actually and he's he sent me a um, a possible uh, summer rerun or not reruns a summer replacement show and i'll leave it at that um, i might be taking some holidays we don't know we'll, we'll, we'll discuss we'll discuss that more when it happens so yeah june 9th started the show with the theme to superman i thought you know Hey, I could have done Star Wars, could have done anything else. But for some reason, the theme to Superman just seemed to be the most fitting. Well, 21 years later, and I'm still doing this. I am I I'm am always amazed, first of all, at all the people that I have watched. I have had uh, talk to me over the years, uh, people I've talked to, people I have talked uh, Um, people, people, I, people I've talked to people I've understood over the years. And, um, for some reason it's, it's great. If for me, it is one of those wonderful things that I'm glad that I haven't, uh, that I, that I have the, have had the opportunity to talk to everyone and, uh, yeah, I was just, uh, greatly understanding. Um, the first show I did uh, was kind of a, a shotgun. And then as the years went on, I decided to do a scalpel. I script my shows. I script my sh- I, When I first started, I did not script my shows. There were a lot of ums and ahs and stuff like that that would show up in the show. So, yeah, 21 years. And, of course, I have done so many interviews, so many met so many people gone and done some really silly things. I keep thinking of the time that I actually did a show completely in the, uh, in, in a, in a surfer dude kind of, uh, kind of voice. I don't know what I was thinking that day. I did a show where it was basically a, um, a versus show and that sort of thing. So yeah, um, Yeah, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. It's really cool to be able to do this kind of show. And I've loved doing Visions and Sound. Visions and Sound has been a wonderful part of my life for the last 21 years. So I'm really glad to have, to have done this show for as long as I have. And like I said, many of the, the composers that I've spoken to over the years, um, it's amazing. The first, actually it's, it's interesting. Uh, if you're, if you're familiar with the local artist, uh, Matt Osborne, he was the very first interview I did. The very first big interview I did was actually with, uh, Michael Dana, uh, who would eventually go on to win the Oscar for the, uh, um, the life of Pi. So there's a lot of people I've spoken to over the years. As a lot of, a lot of composers I've met, and uh, I think my count is over 150 composers that I've composed, or com- composed. No, I've talked to over the years. Some of them face-to-face, most of them over the phone. Uh, or over Skype, which has actually become a wonderful, uh, wonderful tool for me in the fact that I can actually uh, get things, um, be able to actually see them, especially in this era of, of the, the pandemic and covid it's really brought a lot of people closer, closer together, but it's also way, way back in when I, when I first got Skype, I was basically bringing in interviews and such. It was so much fun to do the interviews. Some of my favorites over the years, oh man, there are so many good ones. Joe Harnell, um, probably know him best for the music of uh, the incredible Hulk V the bionic woman. Uh, he was wonderful. I, I 90 minutes, 90 minutes, almost two hours with him. Uh, Vic Mizzy, two interviews, uh, Vic Mizzy, you might know for the music of the Adams family television series. Um, wow. Um, Graham Revell. Um, I remember um, actually a really big interview early on was, um, well, I hate when brain farts happen, but they do happen from time to time. Um, Lisa Gerrard, from the uh, she that she had just come off of uh, Mission Impossible Two, and Gladiator, and uh, oh, fantastic! I spoke to her. As she was having breakfast in Australia, fifteen hours difference, and that was a really cool interview. Uh, there, by the way, all of these interviews are on my website, uh, visionsandsound.ca. So check them out. Um, they are, uh, I, like I said, I've done so many interviews over the years. Um, man, I had so many, so many wonderful moments that I couldn't even begin to think about putting them in, uh, a, a, a two hour show, which is something that I'm hoping that, uh, you'll stick around for. It's for me, one of those, um, cool moments of, uh, doing this. I passed my 1000th show. I did that last year. I have passed, um, my 20th anniversary, of course. And this is of course 21. One of those, one, one of those really cool things that, uh, you really like to do is, is I'm, I'm hoping that you're, you're going to enjoy tonight's surprise show. I've left, I've left some hints. Um. Some hints as to what tonight's show is going to be about, but nothing specific. I actually asked Coral to say earlier that it was going to be a surprise 21st anniversary show, and I've been kind of keeping it under wraps. So, basically, I'm going to say this. This week, we jump into June with a celebration of the 21st anniversary of the show, with a very special show. As I present, uh, I believe I'm the first playing it on the radio Uh, The live album of Battlestar Galactica music. This is from the 2004 to 2009 series. Bear McCreary's music from Battlestar Galactica changed my life. I can't put it any more simply than that. I always knew that this music I loved was more than I thought it ever could be. Bear's music transcended the show and became its own thing. It showed up so many times in my life, I can't count that's the brilliance of hearing this music live. Over the years, I can honestly say that this music has touched my life and the lives of people around me. Now, some of you, some of you know that I, I lost my dear wife, Dorothea, recently, and one of the songs I sang at her bedside was Geta's Lament from the fourth season of the show. I've heard similar stories about how much this music spoke to people, and I think without further ado, here, is the first part of the album, So Say We All, the Battlestar Galactica live album. I believe that, like I said, this is a premiere here on the show. So sit back and enjoy, and I'll be back. There might be an interview with uh, the composer on this one, so we'll be back in just a little bit. So say we all. a little bit of music from So Say We All, the Battlestar Galactica live album, which actually, I just got confirmed from the composer, this is the, more than likely, the broadcast premiere of this recording, so uh, fantastic to have this on the show. If you are interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show... By all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at Sound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where this show will show up in ooh, probably two hours time. And on this website, you can find all of the interviews that I did with Bear McCreary, including several other interviews that I have done over the 21 years of this show Wow you can also find me on Apple music or Apple or iTunes Apple podcasts just type in visions and sound into an Apple into um, iTunes I think they call it I think they're calling it iTunes Apple podcast I or Apple Apple music whatever it is you know what it is you know what I'm talking about just type it in. You'll find me under podcasts. Uh, I, this, that last piece that we heard, um, the particular piece in, uh, was called Roslyn and Adama. And I happened to watch the final episode tonight of the, of the Battlestar Galactica series and spoilers for a series that has been, um, you know, several, several years old. um, There is a rather touching scene in a uh, raptor over the uh, over the new earth that they find. And I mean, throughout the series, the uh, the Roslyn and Adama's theme popped up every from time to time. And uh, like I said, always, always moving Dorothea and I. Um, she was a little tentative on the series. Sometimes a little, sometimes it went a little too dark for her. For me, I'm of the opinion that it's, Hey, it's Battlestar Galactica. It's awesome. There's some great stuff in any case. Uh, just wanted to, um, let you know that that is probably one of my favorite pieces off of the soundtrack, not just, um, not just the live version, but the live version. And I actually watched, uh, bear McCreary, uh, perform it on the, on solo piano earlier this evening. I was actually trying to, uh, um, to kind of follow along with my ukulele, but, uh, you know, it's not impossible. I will say that much in any case, welcome back to the show as we are celebrating 21 years of the show. One of my favorite memories of the show is, uh, the, all the interviews that I've done over the many, many, many years that I've been doing this and probably, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I spoke of Vic Mizzy earlier and, uh, Vic was, uh, w- w- when I, f- when I called him, when I called him the first, the first time I asked him a, a, a question, I asked him a, uh, a, um, A a single question, he spoke for 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, The man was an amazing composer as well as just an absolutely funny guy. I spoke to him again, and uh, he says, yeah, I I knew it was you. I could tell by the cold air coming through the, the telephone. Like I said, fantastic guy to talk to, fantastic composer, not just... Uh, the Adams Family music, but dozens of other films that he worked on. Ah, another favorite of mine, uh, not one that I talk about very often, was um, uh, the music arranger on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, the The Rankin and Bass um, uh, production out of the the sixties, and yeah, he was fantastic to talk to as well. Again, on my website, visionsandsound.ca. There are so many other wonderful memories over the years. Like I said, my 1000th program, my 24 hours on the air, uh, back in 2005. Yeah. I was on the air on another radio station, um, for 24 hours. It was a blast, an absolute blast. Um, one thing though, if you're going to do something like that for 24 hours, don't drink Red Bull. I will say that much. Don't drink energy drinks. They only last for a very short period of time. And the crash is, wow, the crash. Um, I did end up using uh, something called green energy, which was a more natural uh, drink. And that's helped me through a lot of the 24 hours. That and having Dorothea bring me food every once in a while. That was that was really, really something special and something that I will you know, constantly remember. Um, when we do this anyway, so, um, recently within like, um, Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday night I had a, a, did an interview with, um, and a privilege interview to, to speak to bear McCreary and we chatted among other things about this album. So here it is the interview that I did with bear McCreary back. In just a bit, boy. It's been—I think—the last time we talked was the end of uh, of uh, Battlestar in like 2008. We're talking about the uh, the Battlestar Galactica live album. So, well, it
0: evolved um, kind of organically. The whole thing evolved organically, actually. When the second season soundtrack was being released, my wife Rhea, who also sings on the show, she made an offhand comment about how fun it would be to. Do this music live. So we, we booked a little room in um, a little club in West L.A., and I got four or five of the musicians together and mentioned it on my blog, and I thought it would just be kind of like a fun hang. Um, but we had a line out the door. I mean, there were people that had to go home because uh, everybody wanted to hear this, and we had so much fun doing it that it became a yearly tradition. And every year when the soundtrack came out, we would put on a bigger and bigger show. And then really it culminated in 2009 when we were performing down near um, Comic-Con at, uh, in San Diego. And, um, you know, we were doing multiple venues uh, around Southern California each year. I-, I was realizing that the songs were sort of taking on a new life. And I always had it in my mind that I would um, record this uh, and produce them and get them out there for all the fans that, you know, couldn't make it out. To these uh, shows that
1: we were doing. Like, why release it now? Why, after, <laughs> why after, yeah. after all this time, why now? At the end of the show,
0: I was realizing these these live concerts were becoming so fun and sort of so popular um, that uh, we were getting demand to, to play all over the world. And indeed, in the years after that, we would... Um, Combine uh, my sort of rock band of Battlestar soloists with orchestras around Europe, in Spain and Germany, and we would do some events like that. But it became clear in 2009, right, that like my career was sort of at a crossroads. It was, re- it was there was a fork in the road. I'm either going to keep playing Battlestar Galactica and ride this wave and do concerts for a couple of years and just have a blast, or I'm going to continue my career scoring for film and TV.
1: And
0: uh, ultimately, I I chose the latter. I I really wanted to branch away from science fiction, television scoring. And if you look back at the last 10 years of my life, uh, my career, like you can see the fruits of all that labor. I mean, I put all my energy into that. And I always had it in my mind to dig around through all these archival recordings and multi-tracks and rehearsal recordings. I thought, man, I I, I could pull together a Battlestar live record. I I wanted people to hear this material. And really, it was one of those things that I I decided to do. At first, what was the 10-year anniversary of the concerts. It was 2019. So I had rebuilt, I overhauled my website, and I was going to do some new concerts. I was going to uh, announce a live record, and all that was getting in the works, and then the pandemic hit as we got into early 2020. Um, so sort of like, you know, if you're asking, it's like, why is it at the 12-year anniversary of the last <laughs> concert? It's like, I could say, I could say, Robert, I could say, well, there were 12 colonies of kobold in the mythology of Battlestar, and, the, you know, but no. Uh, it took me 12 <laughs> years to get to it because I've been busy doing other things. Right. But I never let it go, man. I never um, forgot that I wanted to share that experience with both fans that were there and people that couldn't be there
1: okay so how many concerts is this compiled from would you say
0: it's hard to say the um i waited so long that the source recordings were sort of a they had you know gone through several generations of technology and it became a um it just became a complete mess of outdated pro tools formats and ultimately, you know, a lot of what you're hearing, I actually re-recorded in studio um, over the last year with the band um, to kind of because I really wanted to capture the essence of those live arrangements. So, I, you know, they're pulled from multiple shows and our crowd is in there. There were some like Zoom mics we had in the back that were like, oh, that captures the vibe. But it was really hard to get it to sound consistent across uh, song to song. Um, so we sort of, you know, th- there's some fudging there. But but to me, it's more about capturing the spirit of what happened to those songs. Because unlike a band where the live performance is essentially the record. Requ- Recording. This was something else, where the recording that's on the soundtrack album is meant for narrative. And maybe I did a little editorial to make it flow a little better on a record. But year by year, I changed those charts. Every year, I, I gradually morphed these cues into songs. And I realized that for a lot of these tracks, my favorite version in my mind, the definitive version of that recording is the live version that no one could hear anymore. So in part of me, it was also my like OCD and perfectionism kicking in that I thought I want I want people to hear the live version of Prelude to War and Storming New Caprica and some of these tracks that, that we really took in a different direction. I mean, we just we turned them into these hard hitting instrumental rock tunes. Um, and that's where that kind of evolved. And so it was almost like um, necessity is the mother of invention. You know, we had to kind
1: of go back and reinvent some stuff. So now, uh, obviously putting together a soundtrack album is different from putting together a live album. What are the challenges that you faced in putting together the live album as opposed to the uh, the, the, uh, the soundtrack albums?
0: Well, as, as I mentioned before, it's like, yes, doing a live album is hard enough. Um, doing an, a live album where you're digging through more than a decade-old pile of material makes it even harder. And, and I think actually, you know, for me, the, the real challenge is distilling down, you know, we had a very long set. Um, I, um, it was a long show. I'm trying to remember how long each one was, but they were like definitely, I think, pushing 90 minutes each uh, each show. And, and I was sort of condensing it down to the material that I think of when I think of Battlestar Galactica. I mean in many ways this live record also kind of functions as a as a Battlestar greatest hits in a way. You know what I mean? Like if, if you were to listen to one Battlestar record, I think you would get most of the significant music. Not all, but most, if you listen to this. That was really tricky, narrowing it down and, and there were a couple of tunes that the recording just we just didn't get it, you know. We just did not get the material we needed and uh they hit the cutting room floor, not because the performances were bad, but just because it was like, there's nothing there um, to to salvage. So, um, so, you know, some of those, like I did some really cool piano pieces um, where it was just me at a grand piano up on stage and, um, and those were cool, but ultimately like, I felt like, man, this record needs to be the more intense kind of full ensemble stuff. So that was tricky. That was, uh, you know, we were on the show for four years, so not even doing a live record, just condensing the best of Battlestar Galactica to one, you know, disc worth of length. That even that was a challenge.
1: So, um, first of all, where is it available?
0: Uh, it is available uh, soon. Uh, we are doing. It's on all streaming platforms, and a physical CD is available. And we are doing that in partnership with La La Land Records. And signed copies will be available in exclusive, um, limited numbers. My friends at La La Land and I all felt very strongly. That, um, you know, we were putting out Battlestar CDs at the height of CDs or sort of the we didn't realize it was in the end of CDs. So all those Battlestar records, you know, we would always do these signed versions, these limited signed versions. And so many fans would show me pictures of like every Battlestar CD with my signature splashed across the front. So even though now the CD market isn't as significant as it was, you know, when I talked to the guys at La La Land and told them what I was doing, they were thrilled. To be able to reach out to that collector market that we both we all love so much, and say, "Look, if you have all these signed Battlestar CDs, and now we're making a new one, you're probably going to want a signed edition." You know, right. so we're really excited about that. Um, but for everybody else, sort of living in 2021, you know, streaming is the way to go, and, and we're um, very excited to be able to. Um, not only have these on streaming platforms, but sort of celebrate the long awaited um, release of the uh, Battlestar Galactica records on streaming platforms, which they have not been. So that's really exciting. Part of this is sort of celebrating that uh, and 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 in a way, even sort of celebrating Battlestar's resurgence um, with it coming to various streaming platforms, a whole new generation has found it. So that's why I think streaming is so important. Um,
1: uh, for me, right now. Do you have plans to go back on tour, or is this just yes. now one of those things that you did long ago, and you won't be doing again for a while?
0: I can very safely say I will be on stage again. That that fans that want to hear my music, you know, shuddering through their body at loud volumes, are going to have those opportunities again in the future. And I've got some projects in the works that are designed specifically for live experiences. I, I'm, I got to be honest with you and say that um, part of the reason I'm doing all of this was uh, in 2019. I, I kind of had a personal epiphany where I told you about that crossroads, right? Where in uh, 2009, t- 2010, I realized I needed to focus on my career. Well, in 2019, I realized I had overcompensated. I missed being on stage. I I had taken for granted that being up there and sharing the music that I wrote with an audience that likes it and being able to experience that passion in real time, that was like fulfilling a part of my soul that was not being fed for 10 years. And I was realizing I was becoming like an unhappy person, you know, like there was a part of my creative life that wasn't working for me. Um, so that's part of the reason I'm, I'm designing some new projects for a live experience. Battlestar, these songs that I wrote for Battlestar are part of that. Whether or not this exact ensemble is reunited and we do an entire night of Battlestar Galactica, I I can't, I can't say. In a way, that chapter of my life, which was so specific and so grounded in, in my 20s. I don't know that I'll do that again, but certainly, uh, whatever I do, a number of these songs are just going to be things I want to do live again. Mm
1: -hmm. Alright, so were there any surprises uh, revisiting this music after all this time for you, that you went hey, this was I don't remember doing this, or this strikes me a little bit differently? Uh, Revisiting my music
0: is always a surprise, because I never do it. I never listen to anything when it's done, it's done. It's behind me. And that actually, it leads to generally positive experiences for me, because if you think about it, right, sometimes I'm listening to old stuff and I think, wow, that's, that's really good. I forgotten how good that was like good on me. That's awesome. Or I listen to it and it's terrible. And I go, wow, I've gotten so much better over the years. Listen to how terrible that was. So, you know what I mean? Like that, by letting things go and I get perspective on it, I I find there's a positive uh, uh, effect either way in the case of revisiting this Battlestar stuff in particular, the live recordings and, and, and working on these new mixes and getting them to the point where I feel like if you turn this up really loud, it sounds like what it felt like to be at those events that captured a magic I had forgotten about. I mean, this, This stuff rocks, man. I mean, I I just think, like, I'm really hopeful that fans that maybe even didn't come to the shows will give it a shot, because it, it isn't just, like, a live performance of the soundtrack. It's this whole other thing. And I just think you can hear in it the passion and energy that all these players had, that, you know, even while we're performing it, we're surrounded by the cast, the crew, the producers, the executives, the fans. It was like this church of Battlestar Galactica that gathered for these events. And that is something you cannot just conjure out of nowhere in a studio. You know what I mean? Right. There's something really special about that. So I was really pleasantly surprised to, to, to just
1: feel that when I heard these recordings again. Now, one of the things that surprised me in all of this, you refer to these as songs, not music. yes. Um, So what, what's the, what's the, the, the reasoning behind that? Or are you just uh, saying, Hey, these are songs without words. That is exactly
0: what they became songs without words. I think of song as a, um, as a form, you know, boiling down to sort of like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, but even on a more fundamental level, it's basically like, I got this thing that you really like, I'm going to give it to you. And now we're going to do something else, but don't worry coming back to that thing you really like okay in narrative you don't get to do that in narrative when you're scoring picture the the picture dictates the form and as i did these shows they became more and more song-like and one of the things that happened is i started writing songs for the concerts to become score there's a track i wrote called apocalypse that um has vocals you hear it in this live record Later on, when I did the Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome pilot, the end credits are just legitimately a song that I got the idea to make because we were doing this show live, and I was like, "Man, we guys got to restructure this thing and make it a song." Um, so really, it's like it's all about delivering the goods, right? It's like you want people to experience the music in the best possible way, so everything did sort of naturally fall into this song form. You know, to put it another way, um, I think a good thing to point out that I hadn't even thought of is that at the time we were doing this, score concerts weren't really a thing. They kind of existed, but there was zero precedent to do what I did. And now, score concerts, well, before the pandemic, were incredibly common, but they're different. One thing I want to emphasize is that we were not screening picture. You wouldn't show up at my concerts and watch a scene and hear us play the music as you watched the scene. I find those pointless in that I either get soaked into the drama and I ignore the music or I'm just looking at the music and wishing the dialogue would go away. In no world am I satisfied watching live music to picture in in no world. Is that a a thing that is fun for me? Um, All good if you like it, not a judgment. Um, so we didn't even show images. It was a rock concert. We're a band, right? You know what I mean? And people brought their love of the show with them. And we would have Edward James Olmos and James Callis and Katie Sackhoff on stage in between songs. Katie even played with us. James Callis did a song with us, but it's like, that was the experience. Um, so really, uh, this is something that is like, it's just a little weird there. The closest thing I can think of is, is, um, what Hans started doing a few years ago, where where he um, started touring, and again, it was more about the spectacle of his music and the melodies and the nostalgia. It wasn't about like we must watch the scene from the Lion King. You, you know what I mean? Like, right. um, so uh, yeah, but you know, yeah, we did it first, but
1: whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, this is. Uh, I'm sure that uh, I haven't heard it yet. I just downloaded it about like five minutes ago from your from nice, so I'm really looking forward to hearing this um so but what does the future hold for you beyond beyond this this release
0: well that's a that is a very good question. I am trying to find some balance in my life you know really if Battlestar Galactica was my twenties <laughs> if Battlestar Galactica was my twenties. I, I think I turned thirty the year it finished, and it was like a whole new chapter started. And in that, in my thirties, it was trying to break away from Battlestar Galactica and sci-fi TV. I got married. I started a family. Trying to figure out how to balance career and my my personal life. You know, my wife and child now that it's like uh, i don't want to say that's in balance i'm getting there i'm working on it i live performance is that third thing that needs to be factored in looking ahead um i've got a lot of really exciting um scoring opportunities on the on the horizon some a lot of stuff that hasn't been announced yet um uh in the foreseeable future fans are going to get to hear my take on the he-man and the masters of the universe mythology with kevin smith's uh sequel series uh called masters of the universe revelation um that is just so cool man it's like it's like the score of my dreams it's the biggest score i've ever written so there's stuff like that you know where it's like really cool genre opportunities and i am uh um and of course you know walking dead is wrapping up i'm on the last season moving ahead on outlander with some uh with some more um Uh, you know, more seasons on the horizon there. And, um, or at least one, I get confused, honestly. Uh, anyway, more outlanders coming, but there's a lot of other cool stuff, uh, coming up and, and I'm definitely excited to find ways to get live performance back in there. You know, I was so inspired by, um, I know I mentioned Hans's concerts earlier, like watching the, what he did with that medium. And I was like, man, that looks like so much fun. And it just made me miss, the, the little shows that we had started doing. And uh, so I got to get back to it, man. I got to ask you though, I'm just curious, like as a fan of film music, uh, what do you think of the live film music kind of movement? And is it is it exciting or do you
1: do you view it as sort of a perennial afterthought to the real deal? I love it. It's something that I have been trying to get our local Uh, symphony orchestra here the kw symphony orchestra to get on board with for years there was the last thing i think they did was something with bill conti several years ago nice but uh um and there was like a a star trek concert and again no visuals but it was the music that came from it and it's a completely different experience hearing this stuff live and it's something that i would really like to see more of uh, especially in the smaller smaller areas, like the one the, for the smaller orchestras, um, video video game music, and and not not just this, not just the Williams, Horner, and and Zimmer. No, Graham Revell, just a whole bunch of other guys that need that need their voice heard, and yeah. John Ottman, and. Um, Uh, You know, Michael. Do you listen
0: to uh, like like um, you mentioned video games? Like Austin Wintory doing uh, stuff in the game space. I feel like he's um, pioneered sort of some new directions that uh, that live music uh, can can go in. I mean, it's really exciting seeing stuff like that happen. Yeah,
1: he wrote the theme for my show. So um, amazing. Yeah. So so I've been keeping in contact with him over the years. his stuff for uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Syndicate was just was mind blowing. The uh, oh, yeah. the murder ballads and, and and that sort of thing sort of mixed. You know, in I with
0: I the, I, I had to fall had to got to follow in his footsteps on that. I did the DLC, the Jack the Ripper
1: I, I, DLC thing, which I did, is sort of like the closest
0: Austin and I have come to a, a collaboration. <laughs> I'm hoping we can sort of find something else one day. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I, I, um, his work in particular is amazing, but I also feel like video games in general, when it comes to live performance, for whatever reason, kind of got ahead of the curve, um, over film and TV, you know, for sure.
1: I mean, you've got the video games, live concerts and that sort of thing. And there, I mean, I think, I mean,
0: even when, um, when Sony announced God of War in 2016 at E3, it was like they brought they brought an orchestra in and had me walk out and conduct the theme before they even said what it was. And I just viewed that. I was like, this is a company that understands how powerful it is to have a live performance. It's not like I was playing something from the greatest hits. I was playing a completely new piece of music. Then it was over, the curtain raised up, and Kratos walks out. I mean, it was so amazing. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. But I would only have that experience because Sony PlayStation thought, what's the best way to announce this thing? Let's use live music to do it. Right. That is just so cool, man. And that just shows those companies understanding what live music can bring to, um, to marketing, if nothing else. I mean, I just announced this thing like minutes ago. Right. And it's fun to see um, just all the responses and all the sort of positive energy. And that's something else that is just something about Battlestar it brought out such love from so many people i mean i uh, even before the era of social media i had people following my blog i had people like coming up to me in the grocery store it was like that period was such a positive thing for in my life you know and it's neat seeing that like Battlestar Galactica for whatever reason has continued to hold that place in people's hearts like just talking about it online it's like people are getting get excited about it again
1: well i really appreciate the time that you've given me and awesome. uh i'm like i said really looking forward to this and uh all of your many other projects that are coming up in the future
0: thank you sir let's uh, do this again before another decade passes precisely
1: yes uh there had been some time that had passed um between between interviews uh, not by choice uh, basically, there would be times when I I would uh, uh, would want to speak to him, and he wasn't available. And he would want he'd have a new project, and I wasn't available. And that that it's a, our paths crossed from time to time. But we never connected until just last Tuesday, so fantastic stuff. If you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at Sound. You can try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. Visit the store. You might want to pick up a, a couple of t-shirts or some uh, some masks. Get them while get them while while you need them. And a whole bunch of other uh, wonderful stuff, coffee mugs and stickers and fun stuff on the website. You can also li- you can also listen to me on podcasting as well. Go to Apple Music or iTunes, just type in Visions and Sound and you look for me under Apple Podcasts. Well, welcome back to the show as we're celebrating 21 years of Visions in Sound with the release and I believe broadcast premiere, I did get some confirmation earlier that this is probably the broadcast premiere of So Say We All, a live Battlestar Galactica album. So here's some more music from the the show, or from the album rather, right after these messages. Summer weather means places to go and rising gas prices. Thank your tank with a well-maintained vehicle and save up to 15 cents per liter of fuel. Automotive Edge is a full-service automotive repair and maintenance shop located at Victoria Street near Lackner in Kitchener. Visit automotiveedge.ca and thank your tank. If you're looking for an automotive repair shop you can trust, you've just found us. We're at Victoria Street North near Lackner in Kitchener and at automotiveedge.ca.
0: There are things we accept as part of every summer. Mosquitoes. (laughs) Holidays. Lava hot car seats. Now there's something else that's part of every summer. The Water Conservation Bylaw. It's always helped, and now it's a yearly part of our water conservation strategy. To find out which day you can water your lawn, just go to regionofwaterloo.ca. It's as much a part of the summer as beaches and barbecues. A message from... The Region of Waterloo. It's iconic. showcasing the best in cinema. And it's right here in Waterloo Region. Princess Cinemas. Kitchener Waterloo's award-winning independent art house cinema. The princess will get you lost in real cinema. From contemporary and cult films
1: to new international, Canadian, and specialty releases. Princess Cinemas. With three screens in Uptown Waterloo. At 46 King Street North and 6 Princess Street West. Uptown Waterloo. There are lots of ways to give pandemic support. Buy merchandise. Shirts, totes, bubble vouchers, gift passes, and even princess socks. It all helps, and it's all at princesscinema.com.
2: Insurance used to be simple. If your home burned down, you got enough money to replace it. Today, we're dealing with partial loss, exclusions, fluvial water loss, deductibles, and more. That's why it's important to talk to a broker like Jocelyn Insurance. We'll explain your options, get you proper coverage, and make insurance simple again.
1: Jocelyn Insurance. Real people, real protection, a real insurance broker. In Cambridge, Elmira, New Hamburg, Kitchener, Tavistock, and Wellesley. Joslin.com. That's J-O-S-S-L-I-N.com. We are Waterloo Region's Adult Alternative. 98.5 CKWR. (laughs) CKWR.
2: Субтитры
1: a little bit more music from uh, the Battlestar Galactica live album, So Say We All. That's music, of course, by Bear McCreary. If you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am also on the Twitter at visionsound, or you can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where the show will be in about An hour and a half, maybe a little longer time. We'll see. And you can also try me on uh, podcasting with uh, Apple Music and or iTunes, depending on what you use. And just go type in Visions in Sound into your search engine and look for me under podcasting or podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever. So welcome back to Visions in Sound, as this week we are celebrating 21 years of Visions in Sound with, the, with the, uh, the the So Say We All live album. So I'm just not, um, there's still a lot of music left here. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get to it. Here's some more music from the So Say We All Battlestar Galactica live album. Broadcast premiere, from what I understand. So here we go.
2: The first i Some way out of here, fed the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no.
1: And with a little bit more music from the So Say We All, in fact, you heard the chanting there at the end, Uh, So Say We All, Uh, the Battlestar Galactica live album here on the show as we're celebrating 21 years of Visions in Sound. Well, that's all for me this week. Uh, Thanks for hanging in those that did. Before I end off uh, today's show, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different if you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there who care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can, uh, who'd be willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience, how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far 21 years later without the support of a huge team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of emergency, please call 911 or whatever is the emergency number in your area for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention. Depression, Hurts, and Kids Help Phone 1-800-668-6868 all offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. Well, join me next week as we continue into June with a look at the music of The Expanse. So I'll end off this week's show with some more music from So Say We All, the live Battlestar Galactica album, and I will be back next week with more. Visions in sound.